Well, hello, and you are listening to The Jazz Focus, and my name is John Clark. Thank you for joining us again today. We're going to be listening today to a uh, sort of a very narrow highway or byway of jazz recorded history. We're going to be listening to the recordings, many, if not most, of the ones that feature the New Orleans cornet player Freddie Keppard. Freddie Keppard was born in 1890 or thereabouts in New Orleans. Uh, he left town fairly early in his life to go on the road on vaudeville tours with the original Creole jazz band, led by bass player William Johnson, Bill Johnson. Uh, before that, he had made quite a name for himself in New Orleans as a so-called cornet king. Uh, he was the guy to beat uh, in terms of playing in the various New Orleans functions in the African-American and Creole communities down there. Uh, he was a very good technical player. Uh, I guess he read reasonably well, at least by standards of the day, because he played in a number of big bands later on, uh, and he was renowned for his power and invention. He also had some good novelty tricks that uh, were uh, good things in, at the time, like imitating a baby crying or a laughing cornet, as we'll hear coming up in a little while. So after he uh, toured for a while in vaudeville, he went back to New Orleans, and then he ended up in Chicago in the early 1920s, as many New Orleans musicians did. He started playing with Erskine Tate's Vendom City Orchestra, uh, made his first recordings with them, and then uh, went for a long time with Doc Cook's orchestra. Uh, and he recorded quite a number of sides with the full big band by Doc Cook. We're going to save those for another podcast, but uh, we're going to hear a small group called Cookie's Ginger Snaps that was derived from the larger group and was playing kind of cut-down arrangements that the big band did, and many of which, most of which featured Freddie Keppard. We'll be hearing those today. He also made a couple of casual dates, uh, including one under his own name in Chicago. Uh, he may have participated in some other recordings as well, and we're going to hear a couple of them and determine or attempt to determine whether it is indeed he or not on those recordings. At any rate, we'll hear some very fine hot jazz from the 1920s in Chicago. He lived until 1933. He had significant alcohol problems that... Uh, curtailed his life and also his career. People wouldn't hire him after a while. He did work for a while with his uh, friend Johnny Dodds, the clarinet player at Kelly Stables, uh, but that didn't last too long either. There are some pictures of him at the end of his life looking not terribly healthy, uh, but still playing at any rate. So we're going to start with a couple of sides that are definitely uh, Freddie Keppard items. These are uh, ones that were recorded by Jasper Taylor and his... Uh, State Street Boys. This was done in January of 1927 for Paramount Records. Two sides, uh, each side of a 78 record. We're going to hear Stomp Time Blues and It Must Be the Blues with Freddie Keppard on cornet, Eddie Ellis on trombone, Johnny Dodds on clarinet, Tiny Parham, uh, the well-known Chicago band leader, on piano, and Jasper Taylor on washboard. We're going to start with those two and you'll get a good sense of the kind of raggy style, ragtimey style that Keppard had, although with significant power behind it nevertheless. Following that, we're going to uh, go to his first two recordings done by the um, uh, Erskine Tate Orchestra. And these were done in 1923 uh, for the OK label, Erskine Tate's Vendome Orchestra. They played at the Vendome City uh, Ballroom, and that's hence the name. And we're going to hear the Cutie Blues and the Chinaman Blues. And these feature uh, Erskine Tate on banjo, along with his brother James Tate on lead cornet. Freddie Keppard plays the solos on cornet. Fayette Williams on trombone. Angelo Fernandez, an excellent clarinet player, may be featured on here, although Buster Bailey also played clarinet and alto sax. Norval Morton is on tenor sax. Adrian Robinson on piano and Jimmy Bertrand on drums. And so we'll hear those two tunes as well. 
Then we're going to jump to what I consider to be a, a possible Freddie Keppard uh, item. I think this is he. If it isn't uh, Keppard playing, it's someone doing a Freddie Keppard imitation, uh, which would be a little unusual at the time, but not unheard of, I suppose. This was a band called the Kansas City Stompers, and this was recorded in July, on July 2nd of 1929 for Brunswick. So it would probably mark Keppard's last recordings, if it is indeed he. We're going to hear a pop tune from the day called A Shanghai Honeymoon, which uh, was recorded several times by Chicago bands and later was was redone by the Mills Brothers, of all people, under the title of Chinese Honeymoon. So if we believe it's Freddie Keppert, it is he on cornet, Darnell Howard is on clarinet, Ernie Smith on baritone sax, Tommy Taylor on drums, Jimmy Bertrand on xylophone, and possibly a piano in there as well. So that'll be Shanghai Honeymoon. So that's our set, uh, first Freddie Keppert set. Uh, Jimmy Bertrand along, or excuse me, Jasper Taylor and his State Street Boys in the Stomp Time Blues, and it must be the blues. Erskine Tate's Vendom City Orchestra on Cutie Blues and Chinaman Blues, and the Kansas City Stompers in Shanghai Honeymoon.
started out with some great Freddie Keppard playing on uh, It Must Be the Blues. Actually, Stomp Time Blues was first, and It Must Be the Blues, both of which were done by uh, the Jasper Taylor group that we talked about earlier. And that featured Freddie Keppard on uh, cornet, followed by Johnny Dodds on clarinet, Eddie Ellis on trombone, Tiny Parham on piano and Jasper Taylor on washboard. And Keppard was really favored in the mix there. Some people have said that's not a Keppard item, but I think general agreement is that it is. It certainly has a lot of the hallmarks of his style and his playing. And those were done for Paramount Records on, in January of 1927, while he was still playing with Doc Cook's band. Then we went to those uh, two sides done by Erskine Tate's Vendum Orchestra, uh, done in 1923, June 23rd, for OK Records. That was the full band, I guess, that played at the um, at the, the theater. That was a, a theater band that would play for shows and movie overtures and so forth. And that was a pretty; those were pretty evolved little arrangements with very intricate section parts. And the tunes we heard were the Cutie Blues and Chinaman Blues. I believe both of those were issued as stock arrangements at one point or another. And Chinaman Blues especially had some very um, intricate reed work between uh, presumably Angelo Fernandez on clarinet and Buster Bailey on alto sax. Norval Morton also played tenor, uh, Adrian Robinson on piano, Jimmy Bertrand on drums, James Tate and Freddie Keppard on cornets, and Erskine Tate himself on banjo. So a couple of interesting sides there and had some good Keppard solos as well. I don't know if he really read music well, if at all. He didn't have a great deal of musical training. He was raised as a Creole in New Orleans, which was a a, a social step up from African-Americans, and he had some opportunities probably that his African-American compatriots did not, but don't know if he really took music lessons to the point where he could read well. As I said, he played in several big bands, including Erskine Tate's and um, uh, Doc Cook's, but the... 
assumption is by some of the musicians who played with him that he was not really reading the parts. He was uh, making them up as he went along. He had a, an excellent ear and a very good musical intellect, and he could do things like that. So we finished off with that unusual side, uh, the Shanghai Honeymoon, done by the Kansas City Stompers. And as I said, I don't believe it's ever been put forth as a Freddie Keppard item, but it sure sounds like him, as will the next side from the same recording date. Those were done for Brunswick in July of 1929. That very clipped style uh, and some interesting muted playing on Shanghai Honeymoon as well. And I think even more so on the next uh, uh, recording, which is called the Good Feeling Blues. I think you'll hear the similarities. And as I said, if it wasn't Freddie Keppard, it was someone doing a pretty uncanny Freddie Keppard imitation. And why anybody would be doing that in 1929, I don't really know. Uh, these were issued on a CD uh, that was devoted to the music of Junie Cobb, who was probably not on this recording. And they were actually mislabeled on that particular CD. Shanghai Honeymoon was called Aunt Jemima, and Good Feeling Blues was St. Louis bound. Uh, the program order on the CD was mixed up, but once we untangled that, I think it became a little more clear. So it was presumed at one point that it was Jimmy Cobb on cornet, but he always sounded a little more like Louis Armstrong to me, and this player does not at all. Darnell Howard plays some very fleet clarinet solos. He was a very good clarinet player who'd come up uh, as a violinist in Chicago. He'd even played with W.C. Handy's band for a while, uh, but he was a, a very, very technical clarinet and alto sax player, as you could hear there. Ernie Smith on baritone sax, taking care of the bass lines. Tommy Taylor was on drums. He played some good breaks, but the star of the proceedings was Jimmy Bertrand on xylophone, and he was playing with the Erskine Tape Band, as I mentioned earlier. He was considered one of the best uh, black drummers in Chicago in terms of music reading and show playing. He had been in the vaudeville stage, he had toured the minstrel circuit, tent shows, and so forth. Uh, he was a very good xylophonist and drummer as well. So that was Shanghai Honeymoon. So we're going to start off the next set with the flip side of that, the good feeling blues. And I think uh, the affinities with the Keppard style are even more clear on this recording, so you can make your own decision in that way. Our next four recordings are going to be done by Cookies Ginger Snaps, which was a subset uh, of the band that was uh, led by Doc Cook, uh, Charles Cook, who was a had been, I guess, a music major. Some people said he went to the Boston Conservatory. He may have. He was a good arranger. He did stock arrangements, and he played piano, although he probably played second piano, if anything, in his own band. He led the band at the Dreamland Ballroom, Patty Harmon's Dreamland Ballroom in Chicago, from the early 20s, from or mid-20s, I guess, late 1923, all the way up until about 1928 or so. And uh, he uh, recorded quite frequently. And we're going to be, as I said, doing a podcast, or possibly a radio show based on his recordings, and we'll hear a lot more Freddie Keppard there. He had two fine New Orleans players in his band, Freddie Keppard and Jimmy Noon on clarinet, who we'll hear coming up as well. The full Keppard, uh, rather, the full Doc Cook band was 12 or 13 pieces. They would do theater uh, presentations, overtures, all kinds of different things, as well as, I guess, some dance music, but they weren't officially a dance band. The band we're going to hear, called Cookies Ginger Snaps, is just the main players, are just the main players from that band. Freddie Keppard on cornet, all by himself, so we get to hear him playing lead as well. These were mostly arrangements that the big band played, and in some cases recorded. Fred Garland was on trombone. He had played with some of the New Orleans bands. I think he may have been from New Orleans, in, indeed. Jimmy Noon on clarinet. 
He'll also sing a tune, for better or for worse. Joe Poston on alto sax, possibly tenor sax as well. Kenneth Anderson on piano, and Johnny St. Cyr from New Orleans on banjo. So these players uh, will be playing these arrangements that the big band did, sort of cut-down versions. We're going to start out with High Fever, which is kind of a blues performance, a very elaborate blues performance, followed by a pop song from the day, Here Comes the Hot Tamale Man. And then uh, Love Found You For Me, a very dance-oriented tune with uh, Jimmy Noon singing on that. And then we're going to finish up with Messin' Around, which has a little vocal interplay between Jimmy Noon and Joe Poston. And uh, that will be our set. Those were recorded for OK on June 22nd of 1926. These were probably some of the last recordings made acoustically for OK. They switched over to the electric process. Too bad these weren't done electrically. They would have been heard even a little better. But they're still pretty clear, and there's some good dance band and, and, and high dance music of the 20s along with some very good solos as well. So that's our set. The Kansas City Stompers and the Good Feelin' Blues and then Cookie's Ginger Snaps. High Fever, here comes the Hot Tamale Man. Love Found You For Me and Messin' Around. <laughs> Thank you. 
So that first tune by the Kansas City Stompers, I think, really had to have been Freddie Keppard, or an uncanny imitation of him, really. That uh, was the Good Feelin' Blues from July 2nd of 1929. Some very hot playing in there, some very fine clarinet playing by Darnell Howard, and some especially good xylophone playing by Jimmy Bertrand. And he was featured on xylophone in a lot of tent shows and minstrel shows and so forth in the early 20s and even late teens. He was considered a virtuoso on that instrument, even though it wasn't really a jazz instrument at the time. So there we went to, uh, from that point I should say, we went to Cookie's Ginger Snaps and four tunes that uh, are very arranged but ended up, uh, a couple of them especially, developing a really kind of compulsive or, or compelling swing towards the end of the performances. Those were done in 1926, June 22nd for OK, featuring Freddie Keppard on cornet doing all the cornet work, Fred Garland on trombone, Jimmy Noon on clarinet, Joe Poston on alto and tenor, Kenneth Anderson on piano, Johnny St. Cyr on banjo. We started out with High Fever, uh, which was a blues, kind of an arranged blues composition. And by the end of it, after the last, up to the last couple of choruses, uh, it really started getting moving. You wish that there were one more chorus at the end of that where they all really cut loose. But even, even with them reading, it was a very uh, swingy performance by standards of the day. Then we heard uh, Here Comes the Hot Tamale Man, a pop tune from the period. The big band recorded both of those as well. Uh, then we heard the, uh, the dance tune Love Found You For Me, featuring a vocal by Jimmy Noon. He was a very poor vocalist, let's face it, but he recorded uh, vocals on his own sides with the Apex Club Band and later on as well. He thought of himself as a pretty good singer at any rate. And then we finished up with Messin' Around, which was a... Um, a pop tune from the day. There are two tunes by that title. Uh, we're going to hear the second one coming up in the next uh, set as well. And that uh, had that little comic vocal interlude or, or uh, introduction by Joe Poston and Jimmy Noon. Some really fine clarinet playing by Jimmy Noon as well, and a good uh, out chorus that uh, threatens to uh, transcend uh, boundaries there and become a really out-and-out -out jazz performance. So you can see that these theater bands use these jazz performers for good reason. So now we're going to go to a band called Jimmy Blythe and his Ragamuffins. Jimmy Blythe was a piano player who was very active in the Chicago scene in the 1920s. He recorded piano roles. We've done a podcast on him in the past. Uh, and he had uh, a number of recording dates over the 1920s that featured some very fine jazz players. We originally, or it was originally thought that Freddie Keppard was the cornet player on here. It may be uh, Keppard, but it doesn't sound quite the same. But whoever it is is an interesting player nonetheless. The band is whoever it is on cornet. Uh, somebody else on trombone. It might be Roy Palmer. Not sure about that. Johnny Dodds is definitely on clarinet and alto sax. Jimmy Blythe on piano. Jasper Taylor again on drums and woodblocks. And we're going to hear uh, the blues singer Trixie Smith, who was making a trip to Chicago at the time. She did most of her recordings in New York. But here um, she was added to the band to sing the other messing around to that we're going to start with. These were done for Paramount in the late spring or summer of 1926. So after uh, messing around, we're going to hear Adam's Apple, uh, feature some good jazz playing all around by members of the group. Then on to another kind of disputed item. Freddie Keppard was 
originally said to be on this next recording of a tune called Late Last Night, recorded in June of 1926 uh, for OK. This was done around the same time as those Cookies Ginger Snaps recordings, so maybe that's why. Uh, this was done by Richard M. Jones' Jazz Wizards, which uh, was backing the blues singer Sarah Martin, who, like Trixie Smith, was on a vaudeville tour and ended up in Chicago making a couple of recordings at the time. Uh, Artie Starks is probably on clarinet and alto sax. Barney Begard may be on tenor sax. Richard M. Jones on piano and Cliff Jones on drums. And if it's not Keppard, it might be Shirley Clay on cornet. But an interesting little hot jazz tune, very well arranged, and a good vocal by Sarah Martin. Then we're going to finish up with the two tunes, the only two tunes that were done under Freddie Keppard's name. This is Freddie Keppard and his uh, Jazz Cardinals, so-called, and... Um, these feature, of course, Keppard uh, playing his more raggy style of cornet. We also are going to hear his uh, compatriot at the time, Johnny Dodds, on clarinet. As I said, uh, Keppard was playing, or had been playing with Johnny Dodds at various times at Kelly's Stables. We're going to hear Eddie Vincent on trombone, Arthur Campbell on piano, Jasper Taylor on wood blocks, again, drum, uh, drums, various things, and Papa Charlie Jackson on vocals on one tune. He was a very well-known Paramount recording star at the time. Uh, he he may play banjo as well. He was a good banjo player. And uh, we're going to hear two tunes. We're going to hear Salty Dog featuring Papa Charlie, who that was one of his big hit recordings, and he remade it with this band, uh, which was done in September of 1926 for Paramount. And then we're going to finish off with the Stockyard Strut, a very strutting performance of a kind of a New Orleans type of tune that probably gives us our best indication of what uh, Freddie Keppard sounded like in person. So those are our tunes. Uh, Jimmy Blythe's Ragamuffins, Messing Around an Adam's Apple, uh, Richard M. Jones and his Jazz Wizards backing Sarah Martin on Late Last Night, and Freddie Keppard and his Jazz Cardinals on Salty Dog and Stockyards Strut.
come home, she came knocking on my door. Up in my stocking feet, she beat across the floor. My daddy don't knock no more. Come on, little thing, don't tell me what you think. Long time making up your mind. I distinctly understand that you love another one. And how can your heart be Oh, 
So there we have almost the sum total of Freddie Keppard's recordings from the 1920s, other than the things he did with the big band, with Doc Cook's larger band, which we'll be playing on another podcast or radio show coming up pretty soon. So we started out with Jimmy Blythe and his ragamuffins doing Messing Around and Adam's Apple, Messing Around featuring Trixie Smith on vocals. We heard Freddie Keppard possibly on cornet, uh, possibly Roy Palmer on trombone, Johnny Dodds on clarinet and alto, Jimmy Blythe on piano, Jasper Taylor on percussion. Uh, Jasper Taylor, as you can tell, was pretty uh, well represented on records in Chicago in the 1920s. He wasn't a New Orleans drummer like Baby Dodds uh, or Zooty Singleton, but he was a very highly respected percussionist. Then we went on to that uh, item that probably was not uh, a Freddie Keppard item. Sarah Martin, accompanied by Richard M. Jones Jazz Wizards, from June 14th of 1926, about a week before uh, the Cookies Ginger Nest Snaps session, both in Chicago for OK. We heard Late Last Night, probably Artie Starks on clarinet and alto, Barney Begard on tenor, Richard M. Jones on piano, and Clifford Snags Jones on drums. Then we finished up with two indisputables, Freddie Keppard and his Jazz Cardinals doing Salty Dog featuring uh, Papa Charlie Jackson on vocals and Stockyard Strut with some, uh, what we have to consider, the most characteristic Freddie Keppard playing. Uh, a little bit ragtime-ish, although uh, with a pretty broad sweep and very powerful playing as well. And uh, that featured, in addition to Freddie Keppard and Papa Charlie, Eddie Vincent on trombone, Johnny Dodds on clarinet, Arthur Campbell on piano, and the ubiquitous Jasper Taylor on woodblocks and various percussion devices. So, hope you have enjoyed this program. A little bit different today. Uh, some speculation on recordings by Freddie Keppard, uh, a legendary New Orleans cornet player. We're lucky that we have anything by him. There were an awful lot of legendary New Orleans players who didn't record at all, at least not during some part of their prime. But here we have Freddie Keppard and a pretty clear idea of what he must have sounded like. So you've been listening to the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark. Hope you're enjoying these programs and feel free to contact me. Love to hear from you. Love to have more members of the family. If you are inclined to sponsor us on a regular or a one-time basis, please let us know. So I will see you on the other side.